0: If you want to understand how marketing is changing and how that will affect your brand, you need Futureproof, the podcast from Kantar that tells you how to find growth. Created in conjunction with Side Business School at Oxford University, the Future Proof podcast provides a unique perspective on what truly makes a difference. To understand what's winning in marketing, subscribe to Futureproof, a the Kantar podcast now.
2: This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Before we start today, Site Visibility have another piece of shameless self-promotion because they've just created their 2020 PPC automation guide. The guide is completely free to download and it to help you get started uh, with each of the new automation settings with google ads that's what it does this includes smart bidding uh, responsive ad testing dynamic search ads and more the best way to accelerate your ppc growth in 2020 is to start planning today so download your free guide which is at bit.ly b-i-t dot slash ppc hyphen automation hyphen guide and hyphen means dash. In case you don't know what hyphen means. Now today I'm joined by Garrett Mayagut, CEO at Directive. Garrett, how are you? Doing great,
3: man. Thanks for having me, Andy.
2: Absolute pleasure. I like your surname. Is that German? Oh yeah,
3: man, German. I got family from uh, kind of all over, but mostly culture, uh in Germany. And then you know, I'm obviously I was born here, but my uh, yeah. my grandparents came here um, during the war. So yeah, it's good to good to be with you today
2: and you're based at the moment you're in texas aren't you yeah i'm in austin texas
3: we got offices kind of all over the country and some smaller offices you know around the world but no I'm, I'm i work in you know live out of texas now i used to be in orange county california but now in texas
2: yeah yeah now the last time i spoke to someone in texas which was oh, three two or three months ago it was blazing hot is it still blazing hot or has it cooled down a bit
3: it's gone from 105 degrees to 25 degrees. So people are getting sick. It's crazy oh. weather. I'm still
2: getting used to it. I'm not even from here, so. And that's Fahrenheit. <laughs> Is that less than zero in centigrade?
3: Uh, no, 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 no. That would be, well, yeah, technically, no. Well, yeah, technically, I guess. Yeah, so 20 would be like minus something. Yeah, because 32 and zero. Right, those are the.
2: Yeah, I think I, I I always forget where it is. Yes, welcome welcome to the meteorological podcast. I think we are about to stick to internet marketing. So uh, let's start off. Tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Directive.
3: Yeah, I mean, me personally, um, love to just you know help people and talk about search. I'm really passionate about it. I, I really enjoy just the practice. I started uh, almost six years ago now uh, on Fiverr. I was selling social media calendars five dollars and i was trying to figure out how the internet worked and how seo and ppc worked so i was reading everything from moz and WordStream at the time and search engine land and um yeah you fast forward now and you know we're at over about you know 60 people and we work with some amazing brands that you know i always dreamed about partnering with and no just trying to do really good work for people we do mostly seo and ppc and for mid-market and enterprise companies and uh yeah it's just have a great partner, got great teammates,
2: and yeah, we're just having fun. Fantastic! And you're you're not just down in Texas. You've got quite a few offices dotted around, haven't you?
3: Yeah, there's a couple. I mean, a lot of them are small offices that are you know just just for us to have a presence in certain areas because our clients are yeah. you know sometimes quite large and they want to make sure we have a presence in Europe or something uh, to manage parts of their spend. Um, but yeah, most of our people are in Texas or in California, for the most part.
2: Fantastic. Now, there's a couple of things I want to talk about today. It's going to be quite a roving um, episode today, but I want to start off with this sort of whole concept of a brand being more important than your website when it comes to SEO. I also want to touch on discoverability, but let's start off with, because I know you've got some thoughts on the traditional marketing funnel sort of not working or is... Being broken. Tell us what your thoughts are there.
3: Yeah, no, Andy. I'd love to dive into that. And another point is, you know, we also are fully remote. Just if anyone's listening and looking for a new opportunity, I thought that'd be important to mention. Okay. We, you know, we, our team works all over the world, travels the world while they work for us. It's pretty cool. Um, but to answer your question, just to go into what I see that's broken in the marketing funnel is, and I'm writing this actually right now for a search engine journal, but we, as marketers, we have this belief. And it's like indoctrinated into us that number one, everything we do is trackable. Number two, our website's the most important thing because we got to own our audience. And then number three, essentially, we need to generate leads for sales. Those are like three fundamental core beliefs of search marketing. I'm not sure that any of those are totally correct in 2019. Yeah. The reason being like, if you run a customer acquisition cost model, uh, for anyone listening, I have a YouTube channel I have a whole video on this and you can um watch the video and I give away this template that you can use to calculate your own customer acquisition cost. Fantastic. But the middle of the funnel is incredibly expensive if you are a middle to high friction type company meaning you don't have self onboarding in other words you have to onboard via sales or if you have a higher than average in your industry price point lead generation via social media for example is very, very expensive. What I mean by that is I, I never thought about the value of brand. I always thought about my job as a search marketer is to generate leads at Directive. How can I generate more leads, get more proposals, get more deals, more revenue, right? Yeah. It was always leads, ops, deals, revenue, all day, every day, that's my focus. And then I realized something when I did the math. And maybe someone who's listening has experienced this. We were running campaigns on LinkedIn and we got really good at this, Andy. You know, We worked really hard. We kept busting our butt. We started and we got to about a 14% conversion rate. Then we started running what I call SPAGS. It's a spin-off of SCAGS in the paid search world. So I call them single persona ad groups. And essentially you take a great asset, let's say the ultimate guide, like you guys just right launched the uh, PPC automation guide for 2020, yeah. right at, Ignite, at site visibility, okay? Yeah. Now, unfortunately that asset would perform at around 10% on paid social, going after digital marketing managers, 100 plus employees, let's say in B2B tech. But. If you throw the LinkedIn pixel on your site and you see who your best, essentially psychographic titles are, and you take that asset and you make it the marketing manager's guide to PPC automation in 2020, you make it the VP's guide to PPC automation 2020, you change the cover page, you change the creative and you run a lead gen ad, you can convert it over 60%. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was converting my exact persona from LinkedIn at 60% and it still failed. Here's why. It was costing $21 on a CPL, on a cost per lead. That's someone's information, cell phone, email. I was sending it directly to sales development. Yeah. 99.9% of the time when my sales development team reached out, they hadn't even read the asset. My marketing automation was unable to nurture them to the point where they created need. Okay, The most important thing we do in marketing is to understand intent and get timing right because timing is essentially the friction. And what I found Is because on paid social, you don't intrinsically have timing like you do on paid search, Mm. where you can understand and and be indicative of buying intent. I was paying $20 for a lead that was equally hot as a $1 lead that I could have bought from ZoomInfo on the same person. Does that make sense?
2: It it does. I've got a very slow brain, you see, Garrett. So it'll it'll make sense in about 20 minutes, but carry on.
3: In other words, I got LinkedIn to perform above what it's supposed to perform at at 60%, but I couldn't get the cost per lead lower than $20. Yeah. In fact, I couldn't get the lead to the price of $1, and yet the lead I generated on paid social wanted to work with me no more than the lead I could buy from Discover or ZoomInfo or any data aggregator. Yeah. My point B is sometimes as marketers, we don't have to be in charge of everything, and it's okay to say it's not the most efficient thing for the organization for us to drive leads when there's no intent yeah so what i wanted to do is say what if i tried something different what if i did what nobody's doing what if i just focused on driving awareness so we tried to check out a new ad unit in linkedin called text ads and we launched the text ads and at first of all we wanted to drive awareness so we did the in feed ads that we all do the in feed while you're scrolling those big ads with the image and the copy the headline an exorbitant cost per impression Mm. exorbitant incredibly expensive okay I'm talking up near $20 yeah. a CPM. Mm. So I thought, okay, well that that's too expensive. I don't want to pay that much for an impression. So we decided, well not really me, a guy who worked for us, Max Serato, really sharp advertiser, said what if we tried text ads? So we launched a text ads on a CPM basis because that's what we're trying to do. The bid, we're trying to drive impressions, let's set it up to drive impressions. We had, it was around $2 now. So we saved a ton of money here. But luckily for me, he decided to split test CPM bidding versus CPC bidding. And what we found, is that LinkedIn, like if your audience is listening right now, of course they are, but they can, no one here clicks on text ads. Okay. Mm. No one does. I've never clicked on one. You've probably never clicked on one. Is that fair? I
2: don't think I have actually.
3: Yep. that's right. So what happens if you run it on a CPC model on LinkedIn, LinkedIn comes along and accelerates your impressions like crazy, trying to get you clicks. Mm. But because they have such a poor click through rate, you're getting cheaper impressions than if you did a CPM bid. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so next thing you know, We generated over a million impressions on our exact persona for less than a thousand bucks. Simultaneously, we went to Google Display Network and we launched the same type of brand campaign, right? The whole point of the campaign was clarity. We're not trying to drive emotion. It's not like directive um, solutions you dreamed about, but no one knows who the hell we are and what our solutions are and why they dreamed about it, right? It just says the enterprise search marketing agency, directive, okay? We're trying to drive essentially awareness for what our brand is and who we service, what we do and who we do it for, right? Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, for a thousand dollars a month across Google's display network and in-market audiences and LinkedIn text ads, we're generating tens of millions of impressions for less than 5% of our total ad spend. My point being is since launching that, I have terrible attribution and I can't measure it, but simultaneously, I know the targeting is right, the persona is correct, and the messaging is clear. Since then, Square, Betterment, and the brands of our dreams have filled out our form and started working with us who never worked with us before. Coincidence? I think not. In other words, we were able to drastically cut spend and speak to our exact persona in a way that mattered, and this is the most important part. We had the awareness at the top. We got rid of lead gen in the middle, and we are completely discoverable at the bottom, That means if you search for best SEO agency, best PPC agency, top SEO agency, SEO agency, PPC agency, you're going to find our website. You're going to find our ads. You're going to find us on third-party review sites. In other words, when we know that there's purchase intent, we're discoverable. But instead of just being another brand, now the audience has heard about us before. Now we're creating a flywheel effect and is driving growth. Does that make sense?
0: If you want to understand how marketing is changing and how that will affect your brand, you need Future Proof, the podcast from Kantar that tells you how to find growth. Created in conjunction with Side Business School at Oxford University, the Future Proof podcast provides a unique perspective on what truly makes a difference. To understand what's winning in marketing, subscribe to Future Proof, the Kantar podcast now.
2: Yeah. It sounds to me like this boils down to the difference between having like thousands and thousands of poor quality leads coming out the bottom versus a much smaller number of higher quality leads. Have I got that about right?
3: Well, it's not even about volume. Volume is indicative of the total addressable market size. Mm. In other words, if I say I do enterprise and I show up for SEO agency very well, I still know that my total addressable market is only 1% to 2% of 100 people. So only 1% to 2% of people are right. So I need to make sure that I resonate with the one to two people that are right. And that's how you can start to do enterprise SEO. Essentially, you know, SEO for brands that are selling enterprise level engagements. Yeah. It's not that they don't need to be discoverable. It's that they need to drive clarity in their brand and in their positioning. So they appeal right in their ideal persona, self-identifies. We're trying to get self-identification out of our ideal persona. And the whole point here is essentially you save a lot of money by essentially only advertising to people for very cheap when there's no intent in driving awareness. And showing up when it's more expensive and there is intent in in capturing them and avoiding the middle where it's equally as expensive but there's no purchase intent and essentially you're paying a top dollar when you could get that same lead for cheaper somewhere else like just buying it from Discover or or ZoomInfo. It's all based on actually doing the financial math around everything and that's something frankly most search marketers aren't doing and we as marketers are taking credit for things that the organization is actually being inefficient at. And I think that's why I was trying to say, as a marketer, it's not our role to do everything. We need to do the math for the organization and do the things that make the most sense. Mm. And unfortunately, most of us are just trying to cover our butts or look good and be like, "Hey, look at the leads we drove," even though there's a cheaper way to drive those same leads with equal intent. Yeah. And you know, and it's more about being humble and understanding the entire funnel and then positioning you know your organization in the areas that are most efficient and effective.
2: Is this sort of mechanism that you just described? is this something which is better suited to a larger business? would you say, Garrett, or could you sort of um, adapt it to the smaller business as well?
3: Yeah, I mean I grew us with my partner, you know, from being in our team from being a small organization to being still a small organization. I mean, it's not like sixty people it's a huge organization yeah but you know from zero to that was all through just being discoverable at the bottom of the funnel and only now, Are we trying to do more things to drive awareness at the top? And I wish I did it the whole time because it's so affordable and who doesn't want their audience to have heard about them? I mean the targeting is so good and if you're not trying to drive leads and you're just trying to drive awareness, you can do it really, really affordably and then show up, right, when the timing's right so when that person you've been driving awareness to finally has a need and they search for the solution or product you sell, they're more likely to go with you than anyone else. Yeah. And it's just really smart way um, to grow your business, small or large. No, I, I don't think you have to be a large organization to do this because, like, think about it. If you're a local donut shop, why wouldn't you target people who eat out on Facebook within a five-mile radius every day? I mean it could cost you $10 and you could build impressions on your entire neighborhood for $10 a day. And you could be the most popular donut shop in your whole entire neighborhood for just 10 bucks. Yeah. And it's really not that hard. But nobody thinks like this for whatever reason. I don't understand it. I think it's because you can't track it. And so we became so obsessed with tracking that we think if just because we can't track something, it's not valuable. And that's not true.
2: I'm interested to talk about... Dis- I mean, you mentioned discoverability. I just wanted to focus on that a little bit. And you also mentioned something which sort of twanged something in my mind. You mentioned about... Um, I think it was to do with discoverability. You mentioned about sort of coming in above the funnel, further at the top of the funnel. Does that make sense? Tell us a bit more about that. Well,
3: like, that's just like the impression part, right? Like the, you just want, like for some godforsaken reason, all of us as search marketers just forgot about the top of the funnel because it doesn't turn into proposals and demos. Yeah. And Even, but the greatest part is because everyone forgot about it. It's the cheapest ad unit you can buy right now. And I would argue it's one of the most impactful and you just have to, you can't manipulate it. Okay. So like we all know that no one clicks on our ads. So then build ads that aren't meant to be clicked instead of trying to get people like we, we as advertisers try to change human behavior more often than we try to accept it and leverage it. Yeah. In other words, we're trying to create emotion in an emotionless channel instead of driving clarity. You see what I'm saying? There's so many nuances and moments where if we just take a deep breath and humble ourselves and say, I don't have to do everything. I have to be wise. I don't have to generate all these leads to say, look at me if there's a cheaper way of doing it by just buying them. Why don't I say, look at all these impressions and no one else can drive these impressions, right? As marketers, there's sales development who can drive leads and opportunities oftentimes more efficient than us. And we have to be okay with that. But we have to say, what can sales development not do? Sales development can't create brand affinity. Sales development can't create brand awareness at our scale, right? When you run these numbers in a financial model, we win. And so when you start to look at things financially and at the the cash level and humble yourself to say, where can I be most effective and efficient for my organization? And then from there, you can become the best advertiser and marketers in the world. And so it just takes a humble perspective and a different nuance to say, what can I do that no one else can do? Not what could I do that the organization can do for cheaper just so that I look good? And that's a really important part of starting out, you know, and doing really, really great work for your for your organization or for your clients.
2: Yeah. If there was one, if you could sort of boil down into perhaps one top tip or a, or a takeaway for our audience today, Garrett, what would it be?
3: Put, put yourself in the shoes of you of your ideal person, of your ideal customer, right? And and then understand the landscape because a lot of things have changed. Like if you search top ERP software right now on your computer, if you're listening, Mm. not one individual website ranks, not one. That should shock you. In other words, Oracle, Microsoft Dynamics, these very large organizations who do have an ERP software page, okay? They do have – a large domain rating or authority. They do have great content. They do have great brands. They're not ranking. I call this the Yelp and the Amazon effect. Mm. In other words, consumers have been taught to do research and trust peer reviews when buying a breakfast burrito or by but when buying a mop for $5. Yet we as marketers think that for a $250,000 contract, they're just going to trust what we say. Well, Google knows that the customer's have these needs, have these changes, have these consumer preferences. And so they changed their algorithm. So individual websites really struggle to rank now when there's purchase intent, when the words top, best, reviews, and other things that are indicative of purchase intent, research, purchase, bottom of funnel intent from a searcher on Google. These are your most expensive and valuable words in Google ads. Yet organically, you're no longer able to rank for them. And so what I'm trying to say is your brand is now more important than your website. So you have to ask yourself, when someone searches for what my brand offers, is my brand discoverable on these third-party review sites? Do I show up on Clutch, G2 Crowd, Captera? Do I show, I show up on Software Advice? Do I show up on these review sites? Is my brand discoverable at, when there's purchase intent? That should be your number one priority as a digital marketer. From there, we want to say, why is my brand different, not better? See, no one pays – extra or is compelled for better people are pay extra and are compelled for different different allows you to have a good gross margin a good net margin so you have to ask yourself how can i go to the top of the funnel to drive clarity and make my brand different and how can i capture it at the bottom of the funnel with my brand yeah. and my position and when you do that really well you, you drive game-changing results for your organization
2: well, Garrett, thanks so much for coming on. How can our listeners find out more about you and more about Directive?
3: Yeah, if you want to you know, work with us and figure out how, how to kind of do tactics like this and change the way you're approaching search marketing, uh, it's directiveconsulting.com. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter. I'm pretty active. So if you have any questions, love to chat. Maybe I
2: can help you out. If you want to talk to sales it's sales at directiveconsulting.com and yeah thanks thanks for having me andy thanks very much for coming on garrett so thanks for listening everyone the show notes will be in the usual place which is sitevisibility.co.uk slash im podcast please leave us a review if you're enjoying the show if questions and suggestions the email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. you can tweet at site visibility we have a site visibility group on linkedin so that's all from me andy and it's all from garrett all right. <laughs> Thanks for having me Andy Thanks for coming on Garrett and we'll see you next time On Internet Marketing
1: Selling a little Or a lot Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. shopify.com work. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation.